so you have to decide which one you want. I have one more Vrindavan pastime and two more Dwarka. So I think today we'll do a Dwarka. I don't know. One of them is long. So we can decide which one you want to do. So one of them is another battle. Two battles. And the other one is it's a battle with black magic. And the other one is uh, Krishna and Arjuna going outside the universe. So we can have black magic or universal travel. Okay, who wants the black magic? Who wants the universal travel? If we have time, we'll do both. But no promises. I leave at 5.30 in the morning. I did not arrange the ticket. Don't blame me. I just do what I'm told. Usually. Not always. Sometimes I don't do what I'm told. That's because we're part of Krishna. We have the same tendencies. We also like to be a little naughty sometimes. Prabhupada was also naughty. So in this story, we learn how attractive Krishna is. Because we know the solution to all of our problems is to fall in love with Krishna. So why is that? So we can think of some big problem we have in this world. So if you do not have any problems, then you can just listen to this to help other people. Uh, then you can think of some friend's problem. But right now, I'd like us to think of some difficulty in our life. Or if we have no difficulty, some difficulty of somebody that we care about. So 
So if you analyze, this difficulty must have something to do with the body or the mind or material nature. Если вы проанализируете, то эта сложность, эта проблема должна быть связана либо с телом, либо с умом, либо с другими живыми существами. Или с другими живыми существами. Кто бы придумал проблему, которая связана с телом? Who thought of a problem that has to do with the mind? Who thought of a problem that has to do with other living entities? And who thought of a problem just with general material world? And some of you have no problems. But then I said you should think of some friends' problems. So on the first night of the festival, we saw a very beautiful dance. Did you see? With the fire? The fire dancing? Did you see? So they have to be completely coordinated with each other. If they are out of coordination, even a little bit, somebody will get burned. And because they are coordinated, it is very beautiful. But they are working together. Now let's say one of the dancers decides I want to be the most important. I'm going to do my own dancing. What will happen? Chaos. Suppose well, there were four dancers. Suppose all four dancers decided, I will just do my own dance. They will be bumping into each other. Someone will fall off the stage. There will probably be a big fire. So that is our situation. Prabhupada says that the whole world is full of Krishna's singing and dancing. But we are not responding properly to Krishna's dancing. He wants to dance with us. But we are saying, I will do my own dance. I will be the dancer in the center. And I will create my own music. Now everything here is all Krishna's energy. Everything is Krishna's energy. This body. My body is Krishna's energy. My mind is Krishna's energy. All other living entities are Krishna's energy. Matter is Krishna's energy. And Krishna's energy and Krishna, they are not different. 
In one sense, everything is Krishna. So we are not dancing in harmony with Krishna. This is the source of our difficulty. Or like if people are singing together. Like before we were all chanting together. But if one person decides, I will sing a different song. Out of harmony. So we are singing out of harmony. The body, it is uh, in harmony with Krishna. But we are out of harmony. So we have problems with our body. With our mind, with other living entities, and with material nature. All of our problems come because we are choosing to be out of harmony. It is not the fault of material nature. It is our responsibility. So the way we will solve all of our problems is if we are singing and dancing in harmony with Krishna. How to do that? We have to decide that we like Krishna. That we like his song and his dance. We have to come back to being attracted to Krishna directly. Actually, we are already attracted to Krishna. Everything we are attracted to is Krishna. But we are doing it in the wrong way. Just like Srila Prabhupada told my father, if you eat good food, it will nourish your eyes. But if you put the food in your eye, you will become blind. Uh, so we are putting the food in our eyes. So how will we become attracted to Krishna? In the right way. So this story will help us to do that. Before Sukadev Goswami tells this story, he is glorifying all the forms of the Supreme Personality of God. Now he wants to show that the form of Krishna is the most wonderful form. That even the other forms of God, they are wanting to see this form of Krishna. Before this story, Sukadev Goswami was speaking about Brigumuni. Who wanted to know who is supreme? 
Brahma, Shiva or Vishnu. So he offended all of them. Brahma was very angry. But he did not say anything. Shiva was so angry. He was going to kill Brigu. And his wife stopped him. Brigu is your brother, don't kill And Brigu kicked Vishnu on the chest. And Vishnu said, oh, did you hurt your foot? That is God. And of all the forms of Vishnu, now he's going to tell us how Krishna is the most And then we will think, yes, I want to sing and dance in harmony with Krishna. So we are traveling today to Dwarka. There was one Brahmana. And he was complaining in front of the palace of King Ugrasena. His son was born and then immediately died. So he took the dead body of his son. He put it on the steps of the palace. And he was thinking, I know I have not done any sin in my life. And this is unnatural that the son is dying right after birth. So I know I have not done any sin. Must be the sin of the king. So in those days, the society was so nice. Because the leaders were very pious. There was not disturbance in society. Babies did not die. People could live as long as they wanted. There was plenty of food. Clean water, clean air. People were peaceful. So the wife was there, but she did not say anything. And the husband was very angry. Said, you, the king, you are envious of the brahmanas. You know, the royal power, that royal person's government, they want power. They try to get power through military strength. And through their political negotiations. But the Brahmins have more power. Of course, today the Brahmins do not have much power. But they used to have great power. Material power. If they say, you become a dog, then you become a dog. And if they say, you become rich, then you become rich. So the government officials, they used to respect the Brahmanas. 
But sometimes they become envious. Oh, you have a higher power than I have. You are envious of the Brahmanas. We saw this kind of conflict in Europe between the government and the church in the Middle Ages. And even today it is going all over the world. He said, you are greedy because government officials have a very big responsibility. So much difficulty to manage a country. And they are supposed to be the first in battle. So in order to get people to do this job, the government officials are given a beautiful home and nice food, nice clothing. Otherwise, nobody would take this responsibility. But they must not be greedy. You are greedy. You are not a real leader. You are just a friend of the leaders. You don't care about helping the citizens. You just care about eating nice food, having beautiful dancing girls. And anyone who serves such a king, they'll be miserable. So this we see in the modern society. All over the world. There are some exceptions. But generally the political leaders, they are more concerned about their own power. They are greedy for money and position. And they are envious of the religious leaders. And the Brahmin went home. Next year his wife had another son. The son cried and then died. Again, the Brahmin and his wife went to the king's palace. And Bhagavatam says every year he sang the same song. You are envious of the Brahmins. You are and the wife is just crying. The Brahmin and his wife had nine children. And they all died right after birth. Imagine their heart was broken. It's the ninth time again he is singing his song of lamentation. Now Krishna lives in Dwarka. But you notice he's not the king. Ugrasena is the king. Ugrasena is the king. Krishna is a prince. Same in Vrindavan. Nanda Maharaj is the king. Krishna is the prince. We say God is the king of kings. Handel wrote his famous uh, music, the Messiah. Handel, the composer? Handel? Uh, 
He wrote his beautiful opera called The Messiah. Lord of Lords, King of Kings. The King of Kings. In Vaikuntha, Krishna is the King of Kings. But in Dwarka and Vrindavan, he's a prince. Why? Why prince? She's talking about relationship with other devotees, different relationships. Yes, okay. Thank you. More? Yes, but why Krishna is chosen like that? Why does he manifest eternally as a prince instead of a king? I'm sorry? Yes, he looks always very young. Krishna doesn't just look young. He has the mentality of a young boy. He doesn't get older than 15, 16. You remember being 15 years old? What you like to do? That is Krishna. Except he also knows everything. And he's all powerful. So that every 15-year-old boy wants. To be all powerful and know everything. But Krishna does not have the mentality of an old man. And just he looks young. He is young. Very playful. Very funny. He likes adventure. And excitement. He's not some old, boring person. He's a young boy. Always a teenager. So this gives you a little idea why he's not the king. What does the king have to do? Do the duty. Yes, yeah, so many duties. What does the prince do? Enjoy. So all the religions of the world, they are worshipping God as the king of kings. We are not. We are worshipping God as the prince. The supreme enjoyer. So Krishna was standing there and he's hearing this from and Krishna's friend Arjuna was visiting Dwarka 
and he's there with Krishna. So Arjuna can understand that this Brahmana has lost faith in the government. So he wants to restore his faith. So Arjuna is going to speak in a very strange way. We should understand that sometimes preaching is done according to certain circumstances. We do not preach in the same way to all people at all times. So one should be careful when we take, when we hear the instructions of the acharyas and the saintly persons. And we should understand the circumstance in which that instruction is given. So Arjuna says to the Brahmana, Krishna is quiet. Krishna is not talking. Are there no Kshatriyas here? Surely there is one friend of a Kshatriya who can guard your house. If the Brahmanas are crying because their family members have died, then the rulers are not rulers. They are like an actor who dressed as a king. But they are not a real king. Let them do fire jagas with the brahmanas. They are all useless. So he was calling King Ugrasena useless. I will protect your children. The Brahmana said, Foolish. The lords of the universe are living in Dwarka. Vasudev, Sankarshan, Prajumna, and Aniruddha, they live in Dwarka. You are like a little child. You think if they do not protect my children, you can protect my children. I am not one of them. I am not Vasudev, Prajumna, Aniruddha, Sankarshan. Krishna is standing right here. I carry the Gandiva. Here is my bow. Lord Shiva gave this to me. I have fought with Lord Shiva. He is satisfied with me. I will protect your child. Okay. We'll try. So... The Acharyas give different opinions. Maybe Arjuna stayed in Dwarka for one year. Or maybe he went back to Indraprast. And then came to Dwarka at the proper time. 
But when the Brahmin's wife was ready to give birth again, usually when the woman is ready to give birth, she says, you please get the midwife or the doctor. She said, please get Arjuna. <laughs> so Arjuna comes. He does Achman. He offers pranam to his bow. He strings his bow. And what prayer does he say? Why does he worship Lord Because it was his bow which he was carrying. Yes. And there's two reasons. One is that the Brahmana was standing there. Come, come, my wife is ready. And he knew this Brahmana has no faith in Krishna. So he didn't want to glorify Krishna in front of the Brahmana. That's one reason. Other reason is Krishna is his friend. Sometimes he forgets that Krishna is God. So out of affection. He's thinking Krishna couldn't do anything. Better I pray to Lord Shiva. So both of those reasons. Then Arjuna goes to the Brahmana's house. And Arjuna had many of the weapons of the demigods. He called for those weapons. And he put those weapons all around the house. Like armor. And then he is standing guard with his Gandiva bow. The child is born. Ah, cries. Now the other children, remember, they died. This child doesn't just die. He goes out of the window of the house. He, the body, the child goes out of the window of the house. He goes, goes through Arjuna's shield. The, the Arjuna made a shield of weapons. He goes right through it. And he goes up into the sky. Like you put the balloons going. And then you're just watching. Imagine you give birth to a child. Who here has children? So you just imagine your child is born and they start traveling in the sky like a balloon. And not only the child, Arjuna's arrows also 
All the arrows that Lord Shiva gave him. They're floating in the sky. <laughs> and Krishna is standing there. He's smiling. Uh, he's enjoying. Uh, because without Krishna's sanction, Arjuna cannot protect and Shiva cannot protect. You remember we were talking about the cowherd men on the top of Govardhan Hill? Remember yesterday? How they failed to keep the cows on the top of Govardhan So today also now Arjuna is failing to protect the baby. He became very embarrassed. But Krishna was happy. This whole thing is making Krishna very happy. My dear friends, our success is if Krishna is happy. When our mentality and behavior make Krishna happy, then it is like we are singing and dancing with Krishna. We are then in harmony with the truth. And then we feel no difficulty. But it may look to the world. It may, other people in the world may think that we have failed. They are just seeing the outside. Please do not think that if you make Krishna happy on the outside, by external vision, that you will always be a success. That is not a fact. If you are thinking like that, you are thinking materially. Oh, if I serve Krishna, then he will make everything in my life perfect. From a material point of view. That is not true. But everything will be actually perfect. You will feel joyful in all circumstances. Success or failure. This is Krishna's instruction to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. Mama, Nusmaram, Yujacha, you fight for me. Fight and think of me. Don't care if you win or lose. If you get honored or you are dishonored. Do not get your pleasure in the material results. Get your pleasure from your relationship with Krishna. So this Brahmana was very intelligent. And he started to criticize Arjuna in front of Krishna. 
That's more satisfying than to just criticize in his own house. If we want to get some satisfaction from being critical, then we do it in front of many people. So this Brahmin said, I am a fool. This Arjuna is not even a man. He is just proud. Just bragging. I am great. I am this. I am that. If Krishna and Balaram and Parjumna and Aniruddha could not protect my child, how can anybody else do so? That's intelligence. You should understand Mare Krishna, Rake K, Rake Krishna, Mare K. Krishna wants to save me. Nobody can hurt me. Krishna wants to hurt me, nobody can save me. I do my duty. I do my duty. Whatever Krishna wants. Whatever you want. Do you want to kill me? You want to save me. It is your right. You can give me material happiness or material distress. I do my duty. And whatever you want will happen, will happen. He said, I condemn Arjuna and I condemn this Gandiva bow. And the Brahmin is still talking. And Arjuna just walks away. He starts saying mantras. And he uh, travels all over the universe by mystic power. First he goes to the planet of death. He's looking for the Brahmin's baby. He's not there. Arjuna is bringing his weapons. Whatever ones he has left. He goes to the planets of each of the demigods. The Vedas tell us that the, uh, the many, many planets in the universe, they have living entities on them. We are not alone in the universe. Of course, even today, there are people who say they see beings from other planets. Sometimes they even have some evidence. Modern, modern science tells us, no, no, there is no people running the universe. Every, everything is just mathematics, chemistry, and physics. Just machine. Uh, but this is very foolish. And also very insulting. Like, sir, what is your name, sir? Yes. You. You. 
Louise. No, you. Louise, Louise. Good question. <laughs> you, yes. Andrew. Andrew. So Andrew is running the sound. Andrew, Andrew управляет звуком. It is not happening automatically. Это не происходит автоматически. We can analyze the sound. Мы можем анализировать звук. It is electricity. Это электричество. It's plastic. Это пластик. And metal. Это металл. And we can talk about the laws that govern electricity. But without Andrew, there's no sound. <laughs> Or like my son gave me a very good example. So you, he was talking about a tennis game. So you just imagine this is the tennis court. Here's the net. And one player is standing here. And one player is standing here. But you have a camera and you are only seeing here. You are not seeing the players. You all know what is tennis? Uh, so you are just seeing the ball go back and forth. So you're taking pictures. You are analyzing. And you see, oh, when the ball goes this way, then it usually goes this way. You can do a statistical study. And you can decide there are some laws of mathematics and physics. That decide which way the ball will go. But will you be able to always know? Maybe you can predict 60 to 80% of the time. And you can make your formulas. Oh, it is all working by a formula. But sometimes our formulas don't work. So we will make a better formula. But they are not seeing the players. Uh, therefore, there are things they cannot understand. So modern science is exactly like that. They are looking at the world, but they are not seeing the players. So their mathematics, their physics, their chemistry, it can describe many things. But some things I cannot describe. Because they don't know there are persons. So what is more logical? That everything is just a machine or that there are people? The modern scientists say that if you believe The universe is run by people. You are primitive. You are childish. Only aborigines believe that Andrew exists. If you are really a scientist, then there's no Andrew. Only wires. 
Do you like that? If I say you don't exist, does that make you happy? No. Or you go for prasad? You say there's no cooks. Everything just combines by itself. Will the cooks be happy? No. But actually there are persons. Dina Bandu, today we're in Dwarka. So I, I don't know if you... Is Dwarka okay for you? Oh. So Arjuna went to all these planets and he saw all these persons. And he said, are the babies here? Are the babies here? And he had his weapons. So he's not just begging. It's not like, please show me the babies. Are the babies here? <laughs> Arjuna is the son of Indra. And the friend of Krishna. Is it no? Babies are not there was one planet he did not go to anyone know what planet Arjuna did not go to he went to all the planets except one no? oh not yet Shivloka he did not go to Kailas. Why not? Yes! Shiva is his guru. He thinks, my guru will not cheat me. Now, Arjuna, Arjuna had told this Brahmana, if I cannot protect your children, I will enter into the fire. Because then I must be very sinful. I must not be real ksatriya. So I should give up my life. Actually, Krishna doesn't like the devotees to take these sorts of promises. So Arjuna couldn't find the baby anywhere. So he started to make a fire. And Krishna says, please don't do this. You're my friend. He said, if you kill yourself, then people will criticize me. So we should be very careful in our lives. We are saying, I am a devotee of Krishna. We're wearing tilak and, and neck beads and we have our uh, japa beads. If we do some nonsense, it will look bad for Krishna. The average person on the street, they don't know how nice Krishna is. The prince of Dwarka and the prince of Vrindavan. The young boy. They only see us. And they are judging by us. So our behavior should be very first class. 
We should not bring embarrassment to Krishna. Of course, if we do, Krishna will save us. <laughs> But we should not inconvenience Krishna This is also very important. Krishna says to Arjuna, do not have contempt for yourself. Sometimes we think humility means that I hate myself. But Mamai Vamsa Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana, I'm part of Krishna. If you hate yourself, you are hating part of Krishna. How can you love Krishna if you hate his fingernail? How is this possible? Hating ourselves is not humility. Krishna said, do not do this. This is actually the mode of ignorance. Then Krishna said, don't worry, those people who are criticizing us now, in the future they will praise us. This is the way of the world. One day people are praising us. Next day they are criticizing us. For the same thing. <laughs> Sometimes same people. <laughs> they all criticize and, and uh, Praise for the same thing on two different days. But don't take it so seriously. Always changing. When my children were very small, everybody was criticizing. Why is your child causing a disturbance? Take those children out of here. And then when the children grow up, and then they are nice devotees, then everyone says, oh, wonderful service. <laughs> Now Krishna could have just immediately brought back the children. But Krishna likes adventure. Krishna likes stories. He's a 15-year-old boy. What do 15-year-old boys like? Right, they want to be heroes. They want to fight with the demons. Rescue the lady in distress. Right? You men here, you remember being 15? So Krishna is like always likes adventure. Sometimes he rides through the universe on the back of this big eagle. And not sitting, but standing. And traveling in outer space. <laughs> He enjoys adventure. But you're always safe. 
Но он всегда находится в безопасности. Just like I gave the example the other day. Как на днях я приводила пример. If you're watching some movie like this. Если вы смотрите какой-то фильм. You know the hero is going to win. Вы знаете, что герой обязательно победит. You know the hero is not going to get killed. И вы знаете, что героя никогда никто не сможет убить. You know that the bad guys will be finished. But still it is adventure. What is going to happen? So Krishna's Leela is like this. And my dear friends, we are now in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. If you surrender to Krishna, that means you are saying, make me part of your story. Take me on your adventures. When you are in a story, do you know how it's going to end? When Krishna does something exciting in your life, don't get angry. This is part of the adventure. How is Krishna going to save the situation? What will he do? Let me see. So Krishna did not just say, okay, you're now the babies. Krishna didn't say at that moment, no, what are your children? He said, we'll go on my chariot. He called his chariot. And Krishna has four horses. You know the names? Ah, Megapushka. Cloud. A flower cloud. Pushpa's flower, right? And Mega is cloud? Cloud, cloud flower. Это называется цветочное облако. So mega pushpa, who else? Кто еще? Saibia, Sugriva, mega pushpa, and Balak. So Arjuna and Krishna get in the chariot. Arjuna с Кришной забрались на колесницу. And they're traveling in outer space. И они путешествуют в открытом космосе. Would that be fun? Как вы думаете, это интересно? Would you like to travel in outer space with Krishna? In his chariot? See all the stars and the planets? And they cross all of the oceans and planets of the universe. All of the mountains. Now there is a mountain called Loka-Loka. On one side is the sun. On one side is darkness. When they go on the other side of Loka Loka, it's all darkness. Like the other night when the electricity was out. And it got darker and darker. One time I was in a copper mine. Deep under the earth. Complete darkness. This darkness, Arjuna explained, was first like mud. This description is in the Harivamsa of the Mahabharata. 
So if you were traveling through mud, then the darkness got even thicker. As if you were going through a mountain. And Saibia, Sugriva, Megapushva, and Balahaka became afraid. Sometimes on Krishna's adventures, things get dark. Sometimes in our lives we see only darkness. Like mud. Or like being inside of a mountain. And we become afraid. We say, oh my Lord, why have you abandoned me? We look and we see there's no Krishna. Only When I was a little girl, my father taught me how to ride a bicycle. I don't know if they have in Russia, but in America you can put these two extra wheels on the bicycle. My father did not like those. So he would hold my bicycle. He's holding and I'm riding. What did he do one day? Why? Krishna does not want us to be machines. He does not want us to be slaves. He wants our love from our free will. Did my father actually go away? He was standing right there. But he let go. Krishna doesn't go away. Sometimes he lets go. And then the whole world can seem vacant. And dark. Where is Krishna? He said, no taste. Everything's empty. But our stumbles in the time of darkness give great pleasure to the Lord if we are at least trying to walk. Our obedience in the time of darkness gives us great advancement. Brings us very close to Krishna. The horses were afraid But they did not turn back. Krishna will not let us stay like that for a long time. But he wants us to mature. Then Krishna will show that I am always here. I was never away. 
I wanted to give you strength. So then Krishna showed, I'm here. He took his Sudarshan like thousands and thousands of suns like the arrow of Ramachandra going through the army of Ravana Sudarshan means good vision sometimes it is described as Krishna's eye or as the sun for me to see light has to come into my eye but for Krishna light comes out of his eyes and everything was lit if we are obedient in the times of darkness then again Krishna will bring us into the light. Don't worry. He was right there. Then the horses went through the coverings of the universe at the speed of the mind. It is like that in our spiritual journey also. Prabhupada says, until we become fixed in Krishna's service, it will be a hard struggle with determination. Determination. But once we become fixed, once the modes of passion and ignorance are almost gone, then everything will come very fast with great joy. So the horses were just going on the shell of the universe there are many layers. Who knows the layers? Like the shell of an egg. Anybody know the layers? And each layer is more opulent. There is a wonderful description of this in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. I suggest you read it over and over. <laughs> so first they come to the covering of earth. There they find Bhumi Devi. Who is Bhumi worshipping? Who is her Lord? Yes, what form? Varaha. Ah, Varaha. You know when Varaha was taking Bhumi out of the water? He touched her with his tusks and she became pregnant. Uh, Bhumi and Varaha are husband and wife. And all of the opulences of the world are swirling in the pores of Varaha's body. And 
Then they came to the covering of water. What form of the Lord is, is the Lord of water? Matsya. Beautiful golden fish. With a golden horn. Who rescues the Vedas. Next layer is radiant energy everything here is more opulent and more subtle and the lord of fire we are worshipping every day with Gayatri Mantra. Surya Niran. Next is air. And there the Lord is Prajumna. We are always breathing air. Feel the air move in your body. The Lord of that is Prajuna. Then space. We usually do not notice space. Just become aware of the space in this room. That is also one of Krishna's energies. The Lord is Aniruddha. Then a layer of ego. Imagine going through a layer of ego. And there the Lord is Sankarshan. Then the Mahatattva, the great truth itself. The Mahatattva, which is great truth. And the Lord there is Vasudeva. Then the final layer is Prakriti. Material nature herself. Here are the subtle forms of all material enjoyments. The seeds. And who is Prakriti worshipping? Which form of the Purusha? Which avatar? Very tricky question. What form of Vishnu? Prakriti is worshipping Mohini. We are all enchanted by this Prakriti. Prakriti is the sister of the Lord. She binds us and she can also release us. So they have passed through all of the different abodes. 
Of Brahma, of Shiva, of Shiva Dakshai Vishnu. Garba Dakshai Vishnu, Mahadevi, of time. And then they come to the place of the great time, Mahakal, Mahavishnu. They come to the Brahmajyoti. Living light. God has light. It was very pleasing. But very bright. And Arjuna closed his eyes. Krishna says, This light is also me. It is the rays of my body. There was a great palace. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pillars. Each of them made of jewels. And a great snake. Who had jewels on his head. Very scary eyes. He had a white body. He looked like a mountain of crystal glass. Sometimes on Govardhan Hill we find stones like this. They look like a mountain of crystal glass. We worship them as Balaram. But his necks were blue. And his tongue was also blue. It was very soft. And lying on his form was Mahavishnu. With eight arms and beautiful curling hair. He had jewels on his crown his earrings. Who knows what earrings the Lord wears? Not shorts, actually. Who knows the Sanskrit? Makara. What is a makara? Not crocodile, not shark, not dolphin, some combination. Sometimes you see, there's no, is no uh, Russian word, <laughs> no English word. Uh, he is the carrier of Cupid. Sometimes they say Ganga also rides on a makara. Sometimes on the ladies' bangles. You see, at, there's a, two makaras. Sometimes at the end of Krishna's flute, you will see a makara. It's a little bit like elephant. A little bit like crocodile, a little bit like dolphin. Uh, so the Lord has these makara earrings. And they are shining. 
And the Lord's cheeks are like sapphires. И щеки Господа, они как два сапфира. But like a sapphire mirror. Like a, sap, like a mirror made of sapphires. So the makara earrings are reflected on the Lord's cheeks. And the jewels of his crown are also reflected on his face. And they are spreading light on his curly hair. You know how beautiful someone's hair looks when the light is shining. So Krishna's hair it is dark with little reddish tints. And then he's wearing yellow clothes. Why does he like to wear yellow clothes? And he's wearing his kastuba jewel, which looks like it has the carving of a little calf. And in this Kastuba jewel are all the living entities. That means all of us. And he has his Srivats hair. And next to him are the forms of all of his weapons as people. As people. The Sudarshan is there as a person. The conchelle is there as a person. And their symbols are above their heads. He is surrounded by energies of nourishment, fame, creation, beauty, all the mystic powers and he has a beautiful garland. So Krishna and Arjuna offer obeisances. Just like Krishna offered obeisances to Govardhan Hill. You know when Govardhan Hill appeared as a big deity? And Krishna was worshipping himself. Uh, so also Krishna is offering obeisances to Mahavishnu. Because Krishna is a chucha. He never falls down. So when he has the mood of a young prince, he stays in that mood. Then Mahavishnu smiles. And he speaks like a great cloud. Cloud, like a thunder of the cloud. He bewilders the mind of Arjuna. Said, you too have appeared on the earth with your own potencies. Keep killing those demons. And sending them to me. 
и посылайте их мне. And then come back. И затем возвращайтесь. I took the children. Я взял детей. Because I wanted to see you. Я хотел вас увидеть. Christian Arjuna say, Then they put the children in the chariot. Now some acharyas say the children were still babies. And some say they had grown up. Now sometimes we think that devotees do not think anymore. That surrender means I just follow. И предание означает, что я просто слепо следую. Нет, мозги не работают. Мозг вытек. Арджуна думал. If you went to see Mahavishnu, would you think about it? Если вы увидите Махавишну, как вы думаете, вы задумаетесь о чем-то? He said, how amazing! I am an ordinary person and I saw Mahavishnu. Он сказал, как удивительно! Я обычный человек, и я вдруг увидел Махавишну. Of course, Arjuna is not an ordinary person. Конечно, не человек. He also traveled all over the universe with his master. But this is how we should think. I am just an ordinary person. And Krishna is giving me flowers. He's giving me prasadam. He's giving me the association of devotees. He gave me a human body. <laughs> He gave me the scriptures. He gave me his name. How amazing. And then Arjuna is thinking, why did Mahavishnu say he wanted to see Krishna? Very strange. Why didn't he just come to Dwarka and see Krishna? I go to Dwarka and see Krishna. Why couldn't he do that? I guess it was pretty hard for him. But then, why did he come to Dwarka and steal the babies? Why didn't he just... Why didn't he just send some servant? I guess uh, it was very difficult to get into Dwarka. He had to do it himself. And why did he give trouble to a Brahmana? We're saying these mantras when we offer prasad. Krishna is very kind to the Brahmanas. Why would Mahavishnu take the children of a Brahmana? Because he was thinking if I give trouble to a Brahmana, Krishna will have to do something. And then I will see him. He was so eager to see Krishna. 
He was even willing to give trouble to a prophet. So of course we should not give any trouble to the prophet. But we should be that eager to see Krishna. But Krishna did not come to save the Brahmana. The Brahmana was begging Krishna so many times. Krishna did not take any action. Only when Arjuna was threatened. So Arjuna can understand that Krishna must be a higher mood than Mahavishnu. Krishna and Mahavishnu are the same person. But in a different mood. And Krishna is so attractive. Even his other incarnations they want to see. And they want to see him so much. They will even give trouble to a Brahmana. So in the beginning we were hearing about Bhrigu. How Lord Vishnu is so great. When he was kicked, he said, I'm sorry if you have hurt your foot. And of all forms of Vishnu, Krishna is the most attractive. He is attractive even to himself. Arjuna also saw that whatever we have, it is coming from Krishna. We should be in a mood of gratitude. Sometimes we just look at what we don't have. We become angry at Krishna. Why do we deserve anything? We wanted to disturb the dance. We wanted to be the center. We wanted to sing our own song. And we have fallen off the stage. Why should we get anything? Be so grateful for whatever Krishna gives. And start meditating how wonderful Krishna is. His chariot, his horses, his shining cheeks, his makar in his curling hair, all of his energies, Varaha, Matya, Mohini, even space, air, fire, water, earth, how wonderful and when we fall in love with Krishna then again we will sing and dance in harmony with Krishna with Krishna at the center do you remember that problem at the beginning of the class? now you have forgotten you have to think what was that problem? Just imagine if we were absorbed in Krishna all the time. 
У нас не было проблем. Thank you very much. Спасибо большое. And uh, tomorrow will be our last class. So we can either do Kaliya. Or we will do the battle with black magic. Probably we'll do Kaliya. Thank you.